Welcome, everyone, to the Pinfall Podcast. Once again, I am your host, interim host. Uh, I'm Mark. Kayla, welcome to the chat. Liz, she is getting ready for her trip tomorrow, so she is unavailable right now and will be until Monday. So, today and Thursday will be just me recapping Dynamite and Impact. Um, we had a fucking huge show today. John Moxley versus CM Punk AEW World Championship where Mox squashed Punk in about three minutes. Um, very, very weird situation because Punk looked like he was selling his foot. Could be a situation where uh, Punk's foot wasn't necessarily fully healed, so they wanted to do uh, one final match, give the full title over to Mox. But we don't know anything. We don't fucking know anything, but we actually have some that to talk about in the news. Um, also, in today's episode of Dynamite, we had um, we had a bunch of matches announced for All Out, which would be September fourth, day after my birthday. Uh, we also had Dax Harwood versus Jay Lethal today. Very very fun match. Um, we also had Colton Gunn versus Billy Gunn, father versus son. Um, got a little bit heart wrenching during it too. Thanks, Kayla. Happy almost birthday. Almost. We're like, what are we? A week and a half away? I think. Yeah, a week and a half. Um, we also had Britt Baker versus Kylan King, which. In the lead-in, felt like a much bigger match, but it was a glorified jobber match. Um, I already talked about Mox vs. Punk, which we'll talk more, much more about that later, because there's some shit going on with that title. Um, we also had United Empire vs. Death Triangle as the main event in the Trios tournament, um, where United Empire came out on top, and... Boom, that's another correct prediction for Liz and I. We made predictions on the Trios tournament. So far, Liz and I both got correct. Uh, the Bucks and Kenny beating Andrade, Dragon Lee, and Roosh. We got right best friends going over on Trustbusters. And now United Empire getting one over Death Triangle where uh, United Empire will meet the Bucks and Kenny in the semifinals. Um, now, just to talk about what's coming up. Thank you, Miriam. I I personally really loved the outcome, just because we get to see Osprey versus Kenny. But that's just me. Um, this weekend, we will not be doing a weekend show. I mean... It would be just me, but um, there's there's nothing going on this weekend, so no weekend show. However, next weekend will be all out. We will be doing a, a live watch along of that. If uh, NXT Worlds Collide is happening before that and not at the same time, we'll see about doing two live watch alongs. Um, so that we can fill the entire day with wrestling, cover both 
do predictions for both. Um, but like I said, nothing going on this weekend, unfortunately. It's it's been a, 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 what month is it? Why can't I talk? <laughs> August has been an incredibly slow month with uh, pay-per-views. Um, but September 4th will pick up a ton. Um, and we also won't be doing Clash of the Castle live watch along for obvious reasons. Because it's my birthday. And I don't want to do live watch along on my birthday. I've already got a lot of plans. Um, alright, so let's talk about some news, and we got quite a bit of news. So, first up, let's talk about Survivor Series. So, Dave Meltzer, the wrestling observer himself, tweeted that Survivor Series in Boston basically sold out during the pre-sale today. Whatever is held back will sell out during the public on-sale I can't think of a WWE show in years to do that. And, I mean, that goes to show the impact that Triple H taking over has had on WWE. We saw it, we see it here with Survivor Series basically selling out and the stock price of, of Triple H going, like, skyrocketing since Triple H took over. And then, you know, add on, like, all the wrestlers being happy, minus Brock, all the fans being happy, minus a few Vince apologists. So hopefully this this brings good things in the long run for w- WDE. Um, I thought that might be a little fun thing to talk about is how Survivor Series is pretty much sold out already, um, just in the pre-sale alone. Alright, now, we've got a lot to talk about with Hangman and Punk. So, Figure 4 Online uh, reported, Wrestling Observer, uh, reported that uh, CM Punk has unresolved anger towards Hangman Page, and uh, it was briefly addressed by an executive over at AEW, Tony Khan, himself specifically so he said that there's some unresolved anger between punk uh or from punk towards hangman um tony khan said it's unresolved anger i think from the world title match at double or nothing we haven't really tied up all those issues there was clearly some stuff that didn't get resolved at double or nothing so that's basically though what that comment says i know it's not very much but what that comment says is that we are now bringing this into kayfabe. What Punk did by trying to bring this story back is working. Because now, Tony Khan's saying there's unresolved issues, and, and specifically saying resolved at double or nothing. It's, it's something in kayfabe that we got. Um, but Fightful then reported that uh, regarding the, the change in the title match, which happened today, um, Moxley was apparently the one behind it. Um, he put he pitched moving the match from All Out to today. Um, Punk eventually felt the same and agreed. Um, quote: They don't know if it's connected to any issues, um, but Grapsity's Will Washington noted on the air that he'd 
heard there was an idea in play a few days before to increase ticket sales and add buzz to the Cleveland show. Uh, Fightful reached out to AW officials who did not respond when asked for comment on the story. Uh, and apparently, also adding on to that, the plans for All Out have changed multiple times over the course of time. Um, and and this the, this move in um, the title match was not the original plan for All Out. So who know we we don't even know what's going to happen at All Out now because although they announced a ton of matches, they did not announce a world title match. That's the one thing they did not announce. They announced women's title match, tag title match, uh, uh, something with the TNT title, the the trios tournament finals, Danielson versus Jericho, um, a bunch of others, and not uh, not the world title. There's nothing with that right now. Um... Now, Figure Four Online also did another article where CM Punk himself addressed reports uh, about him going off script, and and basically, in short, he said yes, he did go off script. So he says, "quote You try not to put too much stock in internet rumors, but for AEW, I definitely think that's part of our audience. Twitter's not real life, though. On top of that, a lie makes its way around the world twice before the truth puts it." his boots on or gets out of bed if i addressed every rumor i'd be here all day i love aw it's not a competition of who loves it more or who who or who's the heart and soul or who's this and who's that aw allowed me a second chance to do what i do best yada 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 about aw um here we go he says it's one side of the story my locker room is never closed it's always open according uh, anybody who wants to dm dave Meltzer some bullshit can come talk to me about it. It's not macho, stupid bullshit. I'm an adult, come talk to me. So, kind of dispelling some rumors that he's been toxic in the locker room um, and, and difficult for peers to talk to. Um, he said, that's what I'm, he said, quote, that's what I'm here to do, uh, make people want to see what happens next. I'm trying to sell tickets to the live events. That goes back to me saying Twitter isn't the real world. Twitter's a bunch of people that don't really care about your opinion. They want to find like-minded opinions that share their worldview. I'm trying to tell stories, sell tickets, and get people to tune in on Dynamite. Um, so, again, it, it's, it's, this makes it more clear that, that Punk's comments to Hangman were meant to create a story with him. Continue that story from Double or Nothing. Get another match in with him. Um, and I mean, at this point, it's, that's not going to happen. But maybe uh, Mox versus Hangman will be will be the match, and and maybe Punk's plan was for Hangman to get involved, um, and then fight Punk or fight Mox. So we'll see how that unfolds next week when it's the Go Home Show, or maybe even on Rampage this week. I don't know if it's live or taped, but um. If it is live, then I feel like they'll announce the world title match. Alright, so... One last thing. Uh, Fightful reported that there was a talent meeting today before Dynamite. Um, quote, We were told the meeting took place between 3 and 4 p.m. Eastern, and that Tony Khan was fired up for it. 
Several topics were covered, including working as a team, the lines of communication, and who the talent can talk to. The access to Tony Khan was also addressed, as the rumors of miscommunication and lack of access to him had emerged. That started with Jonathan Gresham um, saying that, you know, it was impossible to talk to Tony Khan. Um, continue, quote, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks were said to have made it clear that their door is always open and that they can be reached for concerns as well. Talent were briefed via email recently about several of the new coaches and talent relations promotions. Now, continued uh, the report on PW Insider. This is where stuff gets interesting. So apparently, they had also addressed WWE contacting the talent over at AEW, uh, making it clear... Uh, that AEW was in an industry that has long been dominated by WWE and that he has put a lot of things in to make things better for talent. Um, he, um, Mega, Mega Parik, Mega Parik, uh, the chief legal officer of AEW, um, apparently sent an email to Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon warning them to not tamper with his talent. So, that will probably dis dispel any rumors of poaching talent from AEW. Um, yeah, it's... I don't even know if any would have left AEW for WWE, probably people like Andrade. Um, and who knows if, if that'll even put a stop to the, to the prodding. Um, I feel like it won't, to be honest, because who's to say somebody couldn't just text Andrade and be like, hey, as a friend, you know, are you happy over there at AEW? Um, but who knows? It, it's very interesting to see that Tony Khan's very, uh, uh, protective of his talent and, and his company. All right. So... Now that we're done with the news, let's talk about some dynamite. So, we started off with the Chris Jericho, Daniel Garcia face-to-face. -face. Last week, uh, uh, or rather, Jericho says, Last week there was an issue between myself and Daniel Garcia. We agreed to come out tonight and work them, uh, work them out face-to-face. -face. Garcia comes out. Jericho continues, Last week, you had a classic match with Danielson. At the end of the match, I know emotions were running high, but you put your hands on me. Spun me around and slapped my hand away. You're going through hell. Probably disappointed you lost the match. I just want you to apologize to me. Um, Garcia said, You knew how special that moment was to me. You knew how special it was for me to share the ring with my hero, Danielson. 30 minutes with my hero. People are calling it the greatest match in Dynamite history. I hung with him for 30 minutes. That match is the kind of match I always dreamt of having. I hope there's someone watching at home that wants to have that match too. I want them to feel the same way I felt. And when Brian stuck his hand out to me, I didn't care if people called me a wrestler or sports entertainer. I cared about that moment and you ruined it. Jericho says, I'm sorry you feel that way. But there will be plenty of moments like that for you. You're the best technical sports entertainer in the world. Deep down, you know you're a sports entertainer. I just want to hear you say it. Danielson comes out. It says, Daniel, I see that your mentor is trying to bully you and saying you're a sports entertainer. 
You can be whatever you want to be. I respect us wrestling last week. And in my opinion, I agree with these people that you're a wrestler. Jericho says, you're a sports entertainer, and I want to hear you say it. Garcia says, stop it. I have my mentor here, my hero here. I'm not making that decision in public here. Leave me alone. Jericho tries to grab Garcia, but Garcia shoves him to the ground. Uh, Danielson says, Chris, I'm not the biggest fan of sports entertainment. Sports entertainment. But that was pretty entertaining. Jericho says, you know what pisses me off? People keep saying you're the best wrestler in the world. Why is it I've been around for years and I've never, I've never seen it? When you talk about longevity, I might be the best. I'm the last survivor of Stu Hart's dungeon. I'm Lionheart Chris Jericho, and I know more about wrestling than you ever will. Danielson says, do you now? Say we were to ask your mentor, Stu Hart, who's the best wrestler, me or you? What would he say? If we wrestled a match right here with the Lionheart Chris Jericho and the American Dragon Brian Danielson, who do you think would win that match? Jericho says, you want the Lionheart versus the American Dragon? Well, you got it. September 4th at All Out. Last time I was in the ring with you, I choked you out and you were out for two months. You never know when I might be hitting you. And then cue Jake Hager coming out and attacking Danielson from behind. And then they stand tall. Um, above Danielson. So, our first match of the evening, we got Dax Harwood versus Jay Lethal. Uh, first up, they are, they're going for submissions, both of them, um, but they're, they're quickly kicking out of all of them, uh, and then they start returning chops to each other in the corner. Um, Dax then rakes Jay's face and tries to hide it from the ref. He's, like, poking at his eyes and, like, turning himself so his body blocks it. Um, Jay Lethal then, then later on gives Dax an avalanche side Russian leg sweep, um, which then leads into Dax giving uh, many German suplexes to Jay as he tries to fight out. Um, he gets one more release suplex. Dax uh, gets put in the figure four, though, but escapes. Uh, Jay Lethal gives a lethal combination for a near fall. He gets the figure four locked in on Dax, but Dax escapes via rope break. Dax tries for the sharpshooter. This is kind of a match of, of submissions. Their, their signature submissions from their uh, heroes, Bret Hart and uh, Ric Flair. Um, Jay almost gets the figure four to counter, and then Dax counters with a roll-up. Lethal tries for the lethal injection, but it's just too far for it. Uh, Dax then counters into a Liger Bomb. Uh, Dax then gets the sharpshooter in, but Sanjay distracts. This is the dumbest thing. I hate when this shit happens. It's like, what, what, what about what Sanjay's doing would make Dax quit the sharpshooter? Like, why would he release the move that is just about to win it for him to go yell at Sanjay Dutt on the apron? It's one thing if it was like, if he wasn't in the winning move... And he went over to Sanjay. Like, why Why does he have to... Why... I don't know. It, it's so dumb. Some of this distraction stuff in wrestling is just so dumb. And it's just how how it is and has been for so long. Um, Dax accidentally headbutts Sanjay while running at Jay Lethal. Lethal takes advantage. Um, but Dax tries to roll up Jay. 
Jay counters with his own roll-up. Um, and then grabs uh, Dax's trunks to win. Saw a little bit of his butt crack. Saw that little ass crack of Dax's. Dax crack. Sanjay Dutt then gets on the mic. He says, all out, it's going to be Jay Lethal teaming with two close friends of ours. You thought it was the three of us versus Wardlow and FTR, but really... Um, and, and Sanjay, Sanjay says, it's going to be two close friends of ours, and then the Motor City Machine Guns theme plays... And I guess Motor City Machine Guns are going to be in AEW as heels, teaming up with Jay Lethal, but seeing fucking Saban and, and Shelly in uh, AEW is going to be sick as fuck. That is going to be awesome. I'm so excited. I was actually just talking to Liz about um, like what Shelly and Saban are going to be doing. Now that they've kind of run the gauntlet in Impact so many times over, and Shelly finally got a world title match, what's next for them? And I, I guess maybe either New Japan or AEW. And and here we are. They're making their appearance at AEW. Who knows if it's if it's for very long or if it's to start an Impact AEW crossover, which would be both would be awesome things. Um. So then, after that, we go backstage to Tony Schiavone with Thunder Rosa, and Thunder Rosa is, is immediately crying. Um, we we already know what happens with with when we see her uh, her her quivering. She says, "I'm heartbroken. I have to step down as women's champion. On September fourth, there will be a new interim women's world champion, Tony Storm. I hope your dreams come true and you become new interim champion. This is not gonna stop me." I'm going to come back better and stronger and with a bigger chip on my shoulder. So, don't know what injury Thunder Rose is dealing with. Uh, but wish her the best in recovering because man, this shit sucks when you have when you have a champion who gets injured. And this isn't the first time in like a month this has happened with uh, AEW. Um just saw this with Punk so right after that, we have uh, Colton Gunn versus Billy Gunn, father versus son. Um, Colton kind of ducks Billy for the beginning of the match, taunts a bunch. Um, Billy's kind of staying reserved for it, not really going all out, because he knows it's his son. Um, Austin tries to get involved, he's kind of provoking Billy. Billy starts fighting back. Um, Starts wailing at Colton in the corner, but he backs off and it starts getting like all emotional with with uh, Aud Aubrey. Yeah, Aubrey. Uh, I forgot her name for a second. Because um, he realizes he's fighting his son. That sucks. Uh, Stokely then attacks the acclaimed at ringside, or rather, he attacks Max Caster with the boombox, and then Austin attacks uh, Bowens, and that gives the opportunity for Colton to low blow Billy. And give a Colt 45 to Billy for the win. Then Gun Club beat down Billy. But then Swerve and Our Glory comes out for the save. They uh, they chase out Gun Club and they have a little stare down with the acclaimed. And then that goes into an interview with Death Triangle and United Empire. Um, this is kind of a face-to-face -face before their match later tonight. 
Um, Osprey says, Pack, Pack, long time no see. Last time I was with you, it was a 30 minute draw. More gold for the United Empire now. Uh, Pack, I can't do a good uh, Pack accent. Pack impression. Says, <clears throat> I'll, I'll try my best. Will, what you need to understand is you've been waiting far for far too long for this opportunity. Tonight, we're gonna kill you. We're gonna kill. We're not gonna kill you. We're gonna murder you. AW is Death Triangle territory. We then, after that, get uh, Britt Baker versus Kylan King. This is a very short match. Uh, Britt starts with the sling blade to King, um, but King responds with the top rope drop kick to Britt. Uh, she goes on a little bit of a tear, but uh, Britt gets a sidewalk slam to Kylan King, and then puts in a super kick, then the stomp, and then finally the lock jaw to secure the dub. Britt gets on the mic then. She says, Cleveland isn't it a shame about Thunder Rosa. Let me remind you when the champ was Britt Baker, I wrestled my entire title reign with a broken wrist. We still have half of Thunderstorm to deal with. Tony, you're finally on a pay-per-view where, pe where someone gives a damn because you're in the ring with me. Tony Storm then comes out. But Jamie Hayter attacks her from behind. They start brawling. And then uh, Hikaru Shida returns to Dynamite for after a while. Uh, with Kendo stick in hand, she chases out Britt and Jamie. Uh, but returning to... Brit and Kylan for a second. This kind of sucks. I, th I thought they were making something big out of Kylan King because, like, she had her match with Tony Storm, I think. Um, then she made a bunch of appearances on Elevation and, and you know, had some promos or, or some confrontations with Brit there. I thought they were, you know, making something big with her. At least, like, give her, like, a 10-minute match against Brit. But I guess not. I guess her making a name for herself on NWA isn't enough. I guess not. Um, then we get an interview between Swerve and Argori and the Acclaimed. Um, Swerve says, we don't mind coming in to save another tag team. We love the Acclaimed. Keith says, you're ranked. You've been ranked. Uh, we think you'll be worthy opponents for us at All Out. Max Caster says, it's nice you saved us, but we don't need your help. We're the winningest tag team. Bowen says, it all out, we're taking those titles because everyone loves the acclaimed. So that'll definitely be a really fun match. Um, Swerve and Argori versus the acclaimed at all out. Um, so then, oh boy, we get John Moxley versus CM Punk. And we start, start with a long standoff. We're like... All right, and I was shocked it wasn't the main event, but maybe they like my idea was if they're gonna have someone run in, make it a triple threat it all out. There we go, boom boom, booking done. Um, but turns out the reason it wasn't the main event is because it's only gonna be three minutes. So we get a long standoff between them. Each of them gets aggressive with the other in in opposite corners. Um. Punk gives a high kick to Mox, and, and he starts selling his injured foot. And it wasn't the foot he kicked with. It was the foot that was planted, the foot that 
he he's that's supporting him during the kick. Um, and it was the same foot that he got surgically repaired. And then Mox immediately takes advantage. He gives a lariat to Mo uh, to Punk, and then hammered Anvil elbows. Uh, then he starts twisting the injured foot, gives a Death Rider to Punk, and then another Death Rider for the win. Incredibly short match. It shocked everyone I saw on Twitter. Um, and now, who the fuck knows what's going to happen at All Out? This is your biggest title. Like, <laughs> isn't it a big deal what happens with this title? you got to do something at the pay-per-view. And I, if this if this finish was planned, which I definitely think it was, at least have another challenger come out during the episode, maybe after the trios match, before the trios match, or something. I don't know. Have Hangman cut a promo. Um, cause it's it's your world title. It's gonna it's, it's gonna be the thing that sells tickets. Now people are kind of going to All Out apprehensive because there's no world title match. And no idea. No no fucking clue what uh what is going to happen. Um part of me is like Hangman versus Mox. That sounds like a good good uh match. Um but unless Hangman's in that trios tournament um Another option for for Mox could be I don't know. Fucking uh, uh, Danielson's busy. I don't think they'd give Garcia a world title shot just like that. Um, Adam Cole, because I don't, I don't even know if Adam Cole's back from injury. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Pull someone from New Japan, I guess. Or, you know what, maybe since they got Motor City Machine Guns, pull uh, fucking someone from Impact. Get Josh Alexander in here. Or uh, uh, Eddie Edwards. No, oh, Eddie, Eddie's also in the world title picture. I don't know. Any, anyone, someone from Impact. Fucking uh, Moose. Get Moose in to fight Josh. Uh, John. Or, uh... W. Morrissey, that'd be sick. Just get W. Morrissey in. I don't know if that'd sell tickets, though. Maybe. If it if it's uh, Morrissey and Enzo, then that would sell tickets. Alright, so... After that, we had an interview with Christian Cage. He says, I extended an olive branch to you, Jungle Boy. It was one last opportunity to apologize. I know I said some things about you. I was giving tough love so you can be the best version of yourself. You think you're better than you are, but you'll never be as smart as Christian Cage. Now you have the audacity to challenge me to a match at All Out. Now you come out and try to in injure me deliberately. I've seen it all, done it all. All Out, you're going to find out I'm not average. You want to see average, you scan this crowd of Cleveland, Ohio. At All Out, at less than 100%, you're going to find out you're not in my league. I accept. Uh, then... Speaking of promos, we get a promo from Mickey Starks coming out to the ring. He says, I'm pissed off. I've got a deal with Hobbs turning his back on me. I have vets backstage telling me this was showbiz. I thought I was the exception because I had a guy I trusted. When I broke my neck, he checked up on me every day. 
and he, he starts choking up like he starts crying too um he says the thing about people wanting to see you do good is they don't want to see you do better than them don't forget hobbs when you were Britt baker's security uh security guard you were background then then you met me and i got you fed you have the nerve to blame me then you turn your back on the nightmare i should have expected the same and then you hit me on my neck this is like where he really started to, to get teary-eyed. He said, you hit me on the back of my neck. I was close to losing it all again. I called you my friend. I call you a snake now. Where I'm from, we cut heads off snakes. How about you bring your $5 ass to Chicago and fight me at All Out? So, that's another match happening at All Out. A lot of these... Uh, all Out's going to be full of grudge matches, seems like. It's great. Uh, so then we get a promo from Mox after just winning the title. He says, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, was that not how that was supposed to go? The people surprised are the people who called me interim and wanted to read my obituary when Punk came back. The answer to any problem in pro wrestling is always John Moxley. There is nobody that can do what I do like I do. I'm pro wrestling. I'm the guy. There are no limitations for what I do. You might be asking, when is my time coming? My time is right now. My time is right goddamn now. And then, before the main event, Excalibur runs through the whole card for All Out, as announced right now. I'm sure more matches will be announced before September 4th. Um, so, so far, it is Jericho versus Danielson, um, the finals of the trios tournament, Tony Storm vs. Britt Baker vs. Jamie Hayter vs. Hikaru Shida for the Interim Women's World Championship. Jungle Boy vs. Christian Cage. Wardlow and FTR vs. Jay Lethal and Motor City Machine Guns. The Casino uh, Ladder Match. Swerve in Our Glory vs. The Acclaimed. And Ricky Starks vs. Powerhouse Hobbs. Now, I think Double or Nothing had around like 11 matches. Um... Let me see. If if that's the case, then all it's normally like their big pay per view. Um, all out had thirteen matches, one pre show match, but if you're talking main card, twelve matches. They definitely have room for some more. They got room for the world title match, obviously. I mean, hopefully they got Jade Cargill doing something. She's supposed to be talking on, on Rampage. Hopefully she announces a challenger, or someone challenges her. Hopefully Athena. Um, it's a shame that Wardlow is busy on, uh, in that trios match. But, uh, and hopefully we get some stipulations announced, because so far they're all just regular singles matches. Uh, for, for all the singles matches there, like, Jungle Boy vs. Christian Cage should probably be, like, Extreme Rules or, or No Holds Barred or something. Um, I feel like at some point that's gonna be, like, a Lights Out match. Or Starks vs. Hobbs. Because they, they always use Lights Out matches to, like, uh, build a star. Like they did with, uh, Britt and Thunder Rosa. Um... Cole, Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy, I think, 
didn't do it so so well in that match. But I feel like Starks versus Hobbs could definitely be that match. Um, oh, also, Ana J and Ty Conti versus the Bunny and Penelope Ford. I think that was lights out. Um, all right, so let's jump into our main event. United Empire versus Death Triangle. So we start off with Osprey versus Phoenix. Uh, we get a bunch of flippy shit back and forth. They're countering each other, uh, but then all three, like all six people in the match get in. And they start brawling, kicking each other. Uh, Phoenix takes out Aussie Open with a double cutter. Uh, Osprey dives onto Pack and Penta from the top turnbuckle onto ringside, like a corkscrew dive. Um, I don't know if this is the actual name of the move, but Excalibur called this the rocket launch. Where Aussie Open launch Osprey into the corner onto Phoenix. Um, then Aussie Open just kind of starts bullying Phoenix. No real tag rules were enforced in this match. Like, there, I don't think there was ever just a one on one aside from the first, like, two minutes. Or maybe not even the first 30 seconds of the match. Uh, after that, it was just chaos. Uh, Phoenix then counters. And and Penta gets in to deal with Aussie Open. Uh, he gives a crucifix to uh, Kyle Fletcher. Davis counters the Fear Factor, um, and Osprey gives a corkscrew kick to uh, Penta. Aussie Open then team up on Penta for near fall. Pack comes in for a hot tag, gives a big German to to Will Osprey. Uh, the Lucha Bros and Aussie Open brawl in the ring. They they start uh. The, each trio, because the trios then get in, they start mirroring moves with each other, super kicks into Poison Ranas. Uh, Osprey then gives an Oz Cutter to Pack. Um, Pack then leads into uh, an Avalanche Brain Buster to Osprey. That was fucking ridiculous. I think commentary even thought he was going to do an Avalanche Suplex, but then he pulled out the Brain Buster and it, the place went wild. Uh, the Lucha Bros then take out Aussie Open. Uh, Pack tries to give a black arrow to Osprey, but Osprey gets his knees up. Um, Osprey tries to finish it with the Stormbreaker, but reverses it into a Poison Rana. Or uh, Pack reverses it into into a Poison Rana. That was ridiculous. Um, everyone then starts brawling in the ring. We get a Destroyer um, to Kyle Fletcher from Penta, and uh, we get Tornado DDT onto onto Osprey. Fletcher gets Osprey out of the way of a Black Arrow, um, but then Pack, while he's still on the top turnbuckle, does a, a moonsault onto the floor to Osprey and Fletcher, and then Pack kind of, he has a little face-to-face -face with Kip Sabian, because he's seen Kip Sabian appear, I, I think it was at Rev Pro, he showed up, um, and now he's standing by with Pack. Pack has had enough. He takes the box off off Kip, but it's revealed to not be Kip. The dude, and I I noticed this as they did a close up on on Kip. He had like red and yellow around his eye. I was like, is that Malachi or something? Is that Buddy? Um, but it's just some dude with duct tape on his mouth, a, a black eye. And Kip then comes from behind and attacks Pack. So Kip Sabian's officially back 
and uh, starting a feud with Pac, so that's going to be awesome, but I'm hoping that can, that can wait till we get Osprey versus Pac for the All-Atlantic title. Uh, but now that Pac is eliminated, um, Davis gives uh, Phoenix a big lariat. Uh, all of United Empire give triple elbows to Phoenix, and then Osprey gets the Oz cutter onto Phoenix with some help from uh, Aussie Open for the win. Then after the match, Kenny Omega comes out with the Bucks to confront United Empire, um, and and Osprey really wants Kenny to get in, have that confrontation, but Don Callis holds him back. So that's our recap of Dynamite. Extreme. This was a, a phenomenal show. I thought this was fantastic. It threw us curveballs left and right. Um, some unfortunate, some fantastic. But yeah, great stuff. So let's get into the bests of the night. And before we get into the best of the night, if you have a question for me, uh, leave it in the chat now, and I'll get to it after the best of the night. And anything from wrestling to not wrestling, anything at all. I love answering your questions. Um, if you watch on YouTube, leave a comment. We'll get to it in the next one. If you're listening on Spotify, join us at twitch.tv forward slash the pinfall podcast to chat with us live or DM us on Twitter at pinfall podcast. All right, so promo of the night. That Jericho Garcia face to face was really good. Um, Garcia was phenomenal in that. Um, um, trying to see if there's anything else that was really good. Stark's promo was phenomenal. That was phenomenal. An amazing promo from, from Stark's. My God, he killed it. But it's, it now it's the difference between... A killer performance from Garcia or a killer performance from Starks. Um, I I'm gonna give it to to the Jericho Garcia face to face. I think that was the that was the more compelling, substantial promo, in my opinion. All right, let's talk about wrestler of the night, and and for me it's between Dax Harwood, Pac, and Will Osprey, because all these guys fucking killed it, especially, well, yeah, n not one or over the other, um, especially. But if I had to pick one, oh man, because Dax Dax was awesome in that match. But I think he's kind of out overshadowed by Osprey. I think I'm gonna pick Osprey, honestly. The the way he can do flippy shit, while like it's it's not traditional flippy shit. He his wrestling style is all about counters, and when you can make flippy shit and counters, um, when you can mix those two, it is beautiful. Um, flippy shit's great, but I do have problems with flippy shit. Um, mainly when it's flippy shit for the sake of flippy shit. Like there's there's some names out there that I'm not a huge fan of just because all they do is really flip and not not involve any 
like any intricacies in what they do. Um, Dante Martin used to be like that with me, but recently he started developing himself and, uh, you know, developing more to his character and, and involving that more in his uh, wrestling style. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie vs. Rey Mysterio. When flippy shit involves story and involves, like, more chain wrestling, it's, it's amazing. That's why I love watching um, Bandito and Black Taurus. Black Taurus is fucking phenomenal with combining flippy shit with pure strength. His match on Impact last week, oh my god. I've never seen a better luchador in my life. Um, at least that's mastered their style as as good as uh Taurus. Um and Osprey is his Osprey's match against Nick Wayne on GCW was that was phenomenal too. Um again, full of counters and and it's it's moves that matter and it's not just I'm setting up for my spot. You're setting up for your spot. I'm ready to take that spot. Um it's it's actually utilizing practical moves. And when Osprey is in the ring, he he has the Oz cutter, which he always does off the ropes, but he also like has that that kick that he does off the ropes too, which is kind of an alternative to the Oz cutter. Oh, some links. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll I'll send some of those links into the chat if I can find them. I don't know if uh, they're up, but I think Impact posts clips of their matches. I don't know about GCW. I don't know if if they uh, post links on their YouTube. But let's talk about match of the night now. We had some great matches. Um, others, eh. Just because they didn't give much time to him. Um, for me, Dax Harwood versus Jay Lethal was was great. That was a great match. But I think the involvement of Sanjay Dutt was was poorly done. I don't mind get like a outside interference sometimes, but this was a case where it was pretty lame and unnecessary and. Did the match no justice? Um, so I'm gonna give match of the night to uh, United Empire versus Death Triangle because oh my god, some of the shit in this match was outstanding, outstanding. All right, well, that's the best of the night. Um, join me tomorrow for Impact Wrestling. We've got the recap. Uh, I don't think it's no it's not the go home for anything because i think victory rose not for a while i think victory road 2022 um okay september 23rd oh yeah bound for glory is october so i don't know what's planned for impact they might have a preview up on their site Oh, okay. So, Violent by Design versus Motor City Machine Guns and Kushida. Six-man tag match. Vexed, uh, Diana and Chelsea Green versus Mia Yim and Jordan Grace for the Knockouts Tag Titles. Vincent versus Josh Alexander. 
uh, Mike Bennett versus Carl Anderson. Jessica makes her in-ring debut. Uh, who the fuck is that? Jason Hotch versus Bupinder Gujar. Okay. Um, another jobber match for, for Gujar. And then BTI match will be Johnny Swinger and Zicky Dice versus Ace Austin Hikaleo. Oh, Hikaleo's coming back to Impact. Nice. Good stuff. It'll be, it looks like it'll be a really fun uh, episode tomorrow. All right, well, that does it for me. Uh, Twitch, YouTube, Spotify, it's all Pinfall Podcast. Join us on all platforms uh, tomorrow for Impact. Nothing this weekend, as already mentioned. Tuesday, we should be live for our 2K22 uh, stream. Kayla, I'll send you those links right after the stream's over. Um, so just keep an eye out for that. Um, uh, we're not doing a weekend show, I don't think, until All Out time. So September 4th, I think that's next weekend, uh, we'll, we'll be doing a live watch-along of All Out. So hot sauce, predictions, all that stuff. We'll be making our predictions for that. We'll be doing three sets of predictions next Thursday. We've got All Out, uh, Clash at the Castle, and uh, uh, Worlds Collide. All for predictions. All for that beautiful uh, predictions championship, which uh, Liz is currently holding on to right now. She's dressing it up like a fucking clown. She put a hat on it. You put a, you drew like titties onto a, a little piece of paper and taped that to it. Unbelievable, um, disrespecting that title. All right, well, thank you all so much for watching. Follow and subscribe as always. I'm at the Mark Cameron. Liz, who's not here, is at Eliza Elaine two three. I'll see you tomorrow for Impact. But until then, have a great rest of your night. We'll see you tomorrow. Um, bye bye.